All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What a wonderful Wednesday afternoon. How are you? Welcome to the Gregor Show on Sports 1440 Orders Nation YouTube. Welcome to the show. As always, it is presented by Play Alberta. Dot .ca where you can go in on all the excitement this season with uh, odds boosts, same game parlays, player props and more at playalberta.ca Alberta's only regulated online gambling website where uh, all the revenue stays right here in the province of Alberta. And uh, 14 mil up tonight for grabs in uh, Lotto 649, the gold ball jackpot. Good luck. Get in. Man, we got a great show for you today. Louis DeBrusque, uh, Tyler Remchuk in the first hour. Uh, we have a very special guest coming up in Who Is It Wednesday? So I'll, I'll give you a few hints for our uh, guest today. So somebody who has uh, spent decades in the National Hockey League, has uh, five Stanley Cup championships, was part of an Olympic gold medal team, World Cup, or a World Cup, Canada Cups. So there they go, Canada Cup, World Cup, World Championship gold medal as well, Olympic gold medal, few Stanley Cups. Those are my hints today for who is it Wednesday? Joining us at uh, three o'clock today. Uh, Mike Rupp will be by. We'll hear from uh, Emerence uh, Mashmeyer. Of course, uh, she's an Olympic gold medalist as well. Uh, Speck will be by. We got a lot of texts. 
833-401-1440 is the uh, the text line. It's also the uh, same number if you want to call in. Um, lots to get to. Uh, month of giving continues on. We only have three days left. It's been awesome. We've got to finish strong. Hey, you don't want to rest on your laurels like if you haven't. We had, you know what? We've had some good days. You don't want to suddenly turn into three bad ones. <coughs> Oilers. So, yeah, we'll try to avoid that. Uh, two great packages today. Package number one is uh, fishing with Louis DeBrusque from Get Hooked Fishing Adventures. For all the fishermen or women out there, it'll be uh, three of you. So uh, you and two friends, a full day fishing on the North Saskatchewan River with the uh, Oilers color commentator, uh, Louis DeBrusque, former NHLer. And he is an avid hunter and a fisherman. Like, this is his element, baby. He gets more excited about this than calling NHL games. Right, you'll fish all day long at many different spots along the river. There's catered lunch provided. Uh, the river does fish the best between August and October, but if you want to do it some other time, you can. Uh, Mike from Get Hooked Fishing Adventures will be your guide. He'll teach your group how to gold pan along the banks. Uh, also, you're going to catch walleye, pike, goldeye, and sturgeon. There are 26 different species, but those are likely the main ones. All right, Mike knows all the great spots. So uh, you'll have a fun day adventure. I'm telling Louis is actually joining us on the show today because he's so fired up about this package. He did it last year. He had the he had the time of his life. He loved it. So if you're a fisher person, you want to fish, here you go. 833-401-1440. Package number two. It's the uh, HEPA sterilization and UV air purification system supplied and installed by Mondo Mechanical. Now, what this does is it helps reduce odors, mold, viruses, and bacteria in your home. It helps improve respiratory health, continuous protection against airborne pathogens, helps reduce symptoms of illnesses and allergies. It's safe, eco-friendly, uh, and affordable. It's very easy to uh, operate. So uh, in your home, if you want to improve the air quality and reduce systems of uh, building-related illnesses, it'll disinfect up to 99.9% of airborne biocontaminants. It's pretty good. It's not perfect, but it's really good. So you want to get the uh, the HEPA from Mondo Mechanical? That's package number two, 833-401-1440. I know uh, we've sold these in the past, and uh, we, we had somebody uh, two years ago who used it for six months, texting and goes, I cannot believe the difference in my home. And just uh, sleeping better, breathing better. You know, they, you know, you don't have the sniffles, the sneezes nearly as much. It just gets rid of a lot of the stuff that, uh, you know, that we have now in the air which uh, sadly is a lot of. So there you go. Package one or package two. Package one, we're going to help out Santa's Anonymous. Package two, we're helping out Operation Friendship Senior Society. So put your name on your text and uh, which package you want. You want to go fishing with Louie or you want to get the uh, HEPA sterilization and UV air purification system supplied and installed by Mondo Mechanical. Uh, big news today, the uh, Edmonton Orders practicing in New Jersey, getting set to take on the Devils. And uh, it looks like Connor Brown will be taking a seat in the press box. Not a surprise. He has one point in 23 games. One assist. That's it. No goals. And so I did a deep dive. It's actually, it's coming out tomorrow in my uh, game day article. I was uh, crunching some numbers about the orders. Because I watched last night, and I think the lazy analysis is, oh, they got goalied. Like, first of all, can we stop with that phrase? It's way overused. Okay, if you want to say it when Vasilevsky does what he does, I'll I'll agree. But when a goalie just takes a lot of outside shots, he made a few saves. Sure, so did Stuart Skinner. I don't think goaltending was the story last night. Far from it. 
It's it's the low-hanging fruit now. If the orders lose the game, oh, Stuart Skinner was terrible. No, he wasn't. The Oilers, here's some actual data for you. Do you know how many games, so first of all, there's 482 NHL games played so far this season. 482, Connor Halley. Do you know how many games a team has won when they score one goal? I would assume not many. Six. Okay. Six. And one of the, technically it's five, because one of those games was 0-0 and went to a shootout. So they ended up getting one on the scoreboard, but it's not an actual goal. So there was five. There was then um, seven other games that were tied 1-1. So, yeah, you you didn't win. You didn't lose. You went to a shootout. And then there was an eventual winner. So even that, I'll give you 13 games. If you want to say that, five where there were actually one nothing games. There was another one that was one nothing, but it was a shootout. And then there was seven games that were 1-1 that ended in a shootout. So that's 13 out of 482. 0.02% chance of winning when you have one goal. Now, let's go to two goals a game. 44 games. And that includes two twos that goes to a shootout. 44 times a team has won when they score two goals. Not It's 0.94%. So still, not even a percent. You can add the two of them, it still doesn't come up to a percent. So when your team only scores one or two goals, you're essentially giving yourself less than a 1% chance to win the game. So you can complain all you want about goaltending. Oh, Stuart Skinner last night. It's it's lazy analysis all the time. Stuart Skinner didn't cost him the game last night. He didn't make the terrible pass that led to a 2-1 shorthanded breakaway, to a shorthand odd man rush, right? The order's power play gave up two goals. Penalty kill gave up two. Then they gave up a shorty. And by the way, they scored on their first shot of the game, did the orders, and then didn't score again. Yeah, but they outshot them 15-2 to two in the third. Yeah, from the outside. They had, in the second and third period, a total of four high-danger chances for. Six against. The Edmonton orders, there are times still when this offense will settle to be on the outside. And there's lots. Of, they got too many perimeter players. Let's just call a spade a spade. They got too many perimeter players. Zach Hyman has 66 inner slot shots this year. It's not a shock that Zach Hyman's leading the orders in goals, right? And it's not just because he plays with Connor McDavid. That's old and used, and, and, it, and it's totally taken away from what he's doing. Because Zach Hyman, you know what he's doing better than anybody else? It's not just scoring goals. It's the fact that Zach Hyman is going to the area to score goals in her slot. He has 66, which is double every other player on the team. Next closest is Evander Kane with 30. Then you go to Connor McDavid. He's at 27. Now, I was looking at, at numbers from last year to this season for inner slot shots. Zach Hyman is killing it. Last year, he had 132 total. He's already got 66. He averaged 1.75 per game in her slot shots. He's at 2.38 so far this year. Then I scroll down and, oh, look who's going to be a healthy scratch tomorrow night. Connor Brown. 
Connor Brown's played 23 games. And by the way, he's played 14 minutes a night. So it's not like he's never been on the ice. He has a grand total of seven inner slot shots this year. Seven. Playing in your top six for a lot of the year. Seven. No wonder he has no goals. What the hell is he doing? It's easy to play on the perimeter, right? McLeod's got to go inside more. Brown's got to go inside. Sam Gagne has only played 17 games. He has the fourth highest rate per game. And, and keep in mind, he doesn't play a lot of minutes. He has the fourth highest rate of inner slot shots per game amongst order forwards. He's on your fourth line. Doesn't play a ton of minutes, but he's got four goals. Why? Because he, and look where his goals are. He goes to the net. It's a willingness and a desire to do it. And the owners don't have enough guys going there. Like McDavid this year, he's at uh, basically one per game. He's got 27 and 27 games because he's missed two games. Last year, he was at 1.3 per game. That's a pretty significant drop. He had 106 last year in 82 games. He's on pace this year for 80. Now, Nugent Hopkins down a little bit. Dreisaitl a little bit. Fogel's identical to last year. right? About the same player. Kane is up, and that's because he's healthy. But McLeod's slightly lower. Ryan's slightly lower. Gagne wasn't here last year, so I couldn't compare it. But you look at Connor Brown and McLeod and quite a few of the other orders, there's a reason Zach Hyman scores. Like we, If a goalie makes a bad, you know, allows a weak goal, he gets talked about. It never gets talked about enough when a guy's in a perfect shooting lane and puts it right in the goalie's chest. It's the old adage, geez, guys, watch out. The goalie's got a real quick chest. Don't shoot there. Everybody knows what it means. Stop doing it. Sorokin made some decent saves last night, but he wasn't the reason they won. A, the orders had way too many shots blocked. Because I'm telling you, 1% chance to win a game when you score two or fewer goals in the NHL. One. So that's just how it is. People say it's a 3-2 league. Meh, it's not. It's 4-3 league now. And uh, if, if you want to win, you can't score two goals. Just can't do it. Orders, when they score two goals or less, 0-8-1. Now, the Rangers are the one top 10 team that's the outlier. They're 4-4 four and four in games where they go uh, uh, with two goals or less. But Boston has only won one out of seven games. Right? Colorado's won one out of 10. So it's not just Edmonton. It's across the league. The best teams, you got to score goals. We can talk all we want about defense, and, and we all know the owners have to improve their defense. I think we've talked a lot about that. But you, last night is not one where I'm putting on the goaltender. I think it's lazy. I'm not doing it. Way too easy to want to just uh, uh, blame it on the uh, on the goalie last night or the opposing goalie. I think it's too uh, it's too easy to do that. So uh, not doing it. Two fifteen, uh, as mentioned, uh, we will have a uh, Louis DeBrusque coming up. Uh, Tyler Remchuk, uh, Rupper. Our uh, we got a few guests uh, already. Uh, it's not um, Ryan Smith. He didn't, uh, Smitty's not old enough to have played in the Canada Cups, by the way, and uh, didn't win uh, Stanley Cups either. But good guess. So we'll see. 
215. Now uh, we got a few bids. I'll update you on the bids when we come back on the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca live on Orders Nation YouTube and Sports 1440. 221. Welcome back. Gregor Show on Sports 1440. Orders Nation YouTube. We have $1,000 in from uh, Dan for the uh, fishing and uh, 500 on uh, our uh, HEPA system from uh, Mondo. So we're uh, off and running. Uh, we'll update you on uh, the fishing package uh, momentarily as we get to our uh, big guest of the day, uh, brought to you by the Spruce Grove Saints. Go to sprucegrovesaints.ca uh, where you can get your tickets uh, for exciting Junior A hockey action. Of course, the uh, the Saints playing out of the uh, Grand Fury Arena. Just had the big announcement uh, yesterday. The new arena is coming in Spruce Grove, and of course, the uh, the Saints will be playing out of it. Uh, that one's going to start in uh, in a few year in a few years. So uh, that'll be great. The uh, Saints are at home on December 30th, if you're looking for they're a little bit of a Christmas break, but they come out of the Christmas break and they were at home. So if you're looking for a little fun activity after hanging out with the in-laws and the outlaws, go to SpruceGroveSaints.ca as we are joined by former NHLer, uh, ace analyst for the uh, orders on uh, Rogers Sportsnet, Louis DeBrus joins us. Lou, how you doing, my man? What's going on? Doing well. Hey, uh, thanks. Saying, uh... Yeah. Yeah. Hey, thanks again for, uh, I know it's not a real big sacrifice because you love your fishing, but, uh, Mike from, uh, Get Hooked Fishing Adventures, uh, he'll be the tour guide, uh, you'll be the, uh, the guest guide, and then, uh, three, uh, people will be, uh, spending a day. Kind of tell me, uh, about what you liked about it last year so much. Yeah. It's, it's kind of funny when you asked me, I kind of chuckled, was like twisting my rubber arm. Of course, <laughs> I'll go fishing with Mike again. Uh, I actually hired Mike uh, personally to take my mom and dad with me on the North Saskatchewan River for a day fishing, and it was a fantastic time. Um, what I liked about it was just, it, it's pretty casual. Uh, he knows a lot about the species. He likes to have a good time. It's get in the boat, have a good time, catch some fish, tell some stories. And, uh, you know, you get to, you get to experience the North Saskatchewan River. I don't know exactly how many species are in the river, but I want to say it's in the 20s of different species. You're targeting a select few that you're going after, walleye, pike, uh, gold eye, you catch a lot of them. But you never really know what's going to grab your lure. There's big lake sturgeon in there, too. And if you hook into one of those, you'll certainly know it. Um, he also does guide on the lakes as well. We did the river both times. You did it personally with Mom and Dad, and I also did it for um, your charity function as well. And that was a great time. I mean, um, we had a great time fishing that day and caught some some fish. And you know what? Um yeah, that's all I can really say, but I mean, Mike's a great guy. Um, we have a good time, and um, I love fishing, so I'll thank you for asking me to do it again. Oh, well, that's awesome. So, uh, and uh, a few stories from Louis, uh, for so because obviously, the, most of people are avid fishermen who want to do this. You don't have to be, but uh, it's a full day of fishing. Obviously, you have a catered lunch uh, as well, and uh, great times on the boats, and you stop in a lot of numerous places along the way, right? You do, yeah. And, and, you know, he obviously has his holes that he likes to go to, and he's been on the river for a long time, and he, and he, and he stops where he feels it gives you the best opportunity. But that's also part of it, too, right? It's not just about the fishing. You're, uh, you know, you're kind of going up and down the river, you're trying different spots, you're seeing all the scenery, and, um, you know, I know Chris, the, the gentleman that, uh, that purchased it last time, um, um, Chris Pollan, right? Uh, he, uh, he, he fished with me the whole day and it was just fun. It was a fun day and we had a lot of conversation, told a lot of stories and, you know, listen, I mean, I mean, people are diehard fishermen for the most part. You're, you're, you're donating some money to a charity. You're getting to go on a fishing excursion and tell some stories with myself and Mike, who's a good storyteller himself. And 
for me, uh, listen, you can, you can fish the lake too. And that's also part of, it. I know Mike will, would probably explain that to the to people or whoever does end up getting the trip. Um, you, you can pick the lake, you can pick the river, whatever you decide you want to do fishing. Usually I leave that up to the guide though. Mike knows better than we do and where he feels you can go and have a good time, but the river's a unique experience. It's right in front of our eyes every single day. We drive over bridges every day, but to get on it in the boat and experience it that way is a completely different feeling in the city. And it's not right in the city. It's outside the city. So you're, you're kind of in an area where it just, you almost feel like you're somewhere different. It's, it's pretty cool. I know the lakes can be great too, but I really found the river fascinating because I haven't fished it that much. And uh, I used to fish the banks of it a lot when I first got here back in the nineties, I used to fish a lot, uh, just, just kind of wading and walking the banks and, and catching a lot of different species of fish that way. But I had never done it from a boat and it was a great experience awesome so uh, you want to fish with uh with louie we're now up to uh 1200 uh from nathan on the uh the package so a uh, 1440 uh lou the uh the orders last night uh to me yeah they, they had a lot of shots but they had way too many shots blocked and they had way too many perimeter shots last yeah. night I, I felt like they settled too often for what you'd kind of call the easy play like i give the islanders credit for getting in the lane but when it's happening that often you got you got to take the extra step you got to find a way to get the shot around guys and they got so good at that chasing you know for a little while that eight game win streak if you watch it they were so good at controlling that and making sure that if they didn't get the shot through they were at least getting the puck down into the danger zone, down into an area where you can fight for it again and typically recover it because when a, when a defense, a team's in the defensive zone, they're kind of clashed in that structure. We're too busy, preoccupied trying to take their men. When a puck deflects, goes into the corner, you chip it down the wall. The offensive team are, are usually the ones that are so focused on what's happening with the pocket, they're the first to get to the puck. And we always talk about creating that chaos with shots. And I thought a few times that they did it where they just kind of fired shots from different angles and made sure they got it in there. It deflected, it you know, got sent into the corner. It was a recovery. Now you're getting the formation to have to regroup, settle in, and, and look at a different look from the offense. I agree. There were too many shots that were easily blocked. Um, and I know it's it's just a commitment, and the Islanders are the best team in the league. You have to take your hat into the best team in the league of pocket shots. On average, per game, they are the best, and they showed it last night, and they kind of shut down in the end. I, I kind of said to Jack after the game, I said, I don't really remember Sorokin making a real high-quality save. Like I, I, I really had to scratch my mind yes. and say, okay, where was a save that he made that I was like, wow, that should have probably gone in the net. I don't remember when he made a lot in tight. You got to give him credit for that. He had his pads down flat. He was strong on his post. Hyman at least had five or six jams away in front of the net where he walked it out and guys were bashing away at that puck. But um, I agree with you, Jason. I, I just felt for me in the first period, and, you know, I, I kind of could feel it slipping away from it. I, I tried to verbalize that the best that I could where maybe I didn't do the best job. But I, was, I felt like they weren't managing the game very well. They're up one nothing, and if you look at the three losses in, in Florida and Carolina, two in Florida and one in Carolina, before they won the eight-game win streak, it was very similar. They had leads in those games, and they didn't manage the game after getting up in those leads. They started to play a little bit of pond hockey when they're going north and south. The New York Islanders are a team right now that have found their offensive game. They love that style of game, and they're very willing to exchange chances in that regard. And it showed in that game, especially in the midway point of the first period where you're giving breakaways to, you know, Matthew Barzell. You're turning pucks over. You're, you're, you're giving two-on-ones. It's just, it, to me, 
Um, what made them so effective in that eight-game history, and what I found so impressive was they controlled the game for the most part. There was a couple games, yes, that went a little bit sideways at times, but they managed it. But for the most part, they were in control of the games. And I felt they lost control about halfway through the first period last night. I don't know if they ever really got it back aside from the fact they were pretty good pressing. you got to give them credit for pressing like they did, but they just didn't get inside enough of those high-quality chances. Louis DeBras joins us. And uh, speaking of getting inside, Louis, uh, Connor Brown, um, you know, looks like he'll be a healthy scratch uh, tomorrow based on line rushes today in New Jersey. And uh, I, I crunched some numbers from Sport Logic. Uh, Connor Brown has a total of seven inner slot shots this season. Seven. The only guys with fewer are James Hamlin and Adam Ernie, who uh, don't play as many games and definitely don't play as many minutes. Right? Like Sam Gagne has only played 17 games, he has 12. He has almost double the amount, yeah. and he has four goals. Like, Connor Brown, you know, he can say, oh, he's coming off injury, whatever. A, he played in the top six for a lot of his games, and he's not going to the net. Like, it's it to me, this is long overdue, the fact that he's going to get a seat in the press box, and, you know, we'll see if that wakes him up. Because when you crunch those numbers, man, for a guy who's not supposed to be like a, you know, a, a passer or a pretty player, the fact that he only has seven inner slot shots is pretty damning. You can sense that he's gripping the stick a little tight, too. Okay, I mean, he, you, know, you watch him. That two-on-one he had last night, I like the fact that he shot the puck. Uh, I think it was the right call. Why try and force a pass through the fact that it's giving you the shot lane? And he just blew it high and wide. You know, he just he's really trying too hard to pick that corner perfectly. And I, I think, honestly, and I, don't, I haven't talked to Chris about it yet, and we'll get an opportunity tomorrow before the game to talk to him, but I really think this is also a reset for him. I just think, you know what, he's just, there's a frustration level there. He hasn't produced where he wants to be productive, at a level that he wants to be productive, and also from the team's perspective, obviously, hasn't scored a goal all season. Sometimes a seat in the press box is all it takes to reset, take a look at the game from a different perspective. I'm sure he'll be right back in the lineup. And, you know, either in the next game or right after the Christmas break, if they end up beating Jersey tomorrow, sometimes you don't want to change the lineup, and I understand that. It's time for Adam Murray to get into the lineup, in my opinion. He played a great game the last game that he played. He's a physical guy. He gives you that dimension. Um, yeah, you know, it's time, it's time in that regard to, to, to have him sit up in the press box and take a look. The thing that's allowed him to stay in the lineup, let's face it, he works hard. He's really good in battles. He's good in the penalty kill. The offensive numbers just haven't been there, and you expect that from a guy that came in on the contract that he's in. And also, they're through these He's a two-time 20 goal floor with two different teams. You kind of expect him to chip in offensively. And right now, the shuffling of line, they broke up a line that was absolutely on a tear. I mean, you hate to see that on a team. You hate to see a coach has to go and break up a line that had the chemistry and what was going on with Nugent Hopkins, McDavid, and Hyman. They were, they were lighting up. They were spending – Tons of time in the offensive zone. They were constantly in the pluses as far as form against chances. It was incredible what they were doing with the puck. And he had to break that up to try and find some depth in the scoring up and down the line. Connor Brown is one of those reasons. Not just him. I'm not putting it on him. Um, Evander Kane, I've talked about one even striking that goal in the last eight games. Now he had eight in the previous eight. So he's gone cold a little bit. They need to find some production from different guys. It can't always be McDavid and Dreisaitl. Dreisaitl did get the first goal last night, but his production has suffered from the wingers that he's played with. And now they're trying to shuffle to find that balance. It's a, it's a season-long dilemma that coaches always go through to try and find that perfect mix. It's why they're always tweaking lines. But 
I always have said it. I hate seeing a really good thing broken up at the expense of others. And that's kind of what's happened here. And it didn't work last night. They did create some chances, but they'll move forward and try a different mix again. And hopefully setting up the press box for Connor Brown, he can, he can just reset. And that's, that's the only word I can use for it because that's all it's going to take is a reset. And uh, you can just see it. There, there's just times where when he gets that chance. Typically he would put him in that. Um, he, he, you can tell he's just trying a little bit too hard. And I know that's, cliche, but it's true when you're frustrated and you haven't put a puck in the net, maybe one will bounce off in the next game he gets in there. Louis DeBras joins us, analyst for the Edmonton Owners out there in New Jersey tomorrow and then taking on the Rangers on Friday. Uh, suddenly on a three-game losing streak. And, you know, these next two games, are pretty, the last thing you want is going a five-game losing skid uh, before Christmas, yeah. right? Uh, anytime you have an extended well, break, you don't want to feel bad about yourself. And, like, the, like the orders, as you said last night, Louis, like, I didn't think they – like, they, they – the, the the shot clock and everything I thought misled on really how they played. I agree with your analysis. I didn't think Sorokin really yeah. was ever called upon to have to make any sort of a big save in that game yeah. last night. And I, I'm curious if they can, you know, like where they can go, you know, how they find their game. Like New Jersey's probably a better matchup because they're, they're, a, they're a smaller team. They're not overly physical. And, you know, maybe that plays in better for Edmonton. You know, it's funny because I – I have to give the credit of the Islanders last night. They did a great job. They were missing Mayfield, Talent. And I mean, those are three of their top six defensemen all the time. And I would argue, you know, the top when Pollock and Pollock were playing together, I know they played Pollock with Buffs a little bit this year and tried to spread that out a little bit. I know Lang Lambert was talking about that when they were in there in the 13th. And just the fact that they were trying to, uh, or the 18th, I can't remember what day it was now. They were back in, in Edmonton. But you know, they want to spread out that defense score, but those are three of the regulars that were out of the lineup. Three big guys that are out of the lineup that know how to defend. The guys that step in there, I have to give them credit. They did play a real hard game, and they did, for the most part, keep it to the outside. When Edmonton tried to penetrate, they defended well. They were physical. They had good sticks. So I'm not trying, I'm not sitting here and saying Edmonton didn't do anything in the game, but sometimes when you're in a situation like that, it kind of, it just kind of catches, it, 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 I, I think it's, sneaks up on you that you're not getting a lot done. You almost feel like you're doing something well, but then you kind of look at it and go, wait a second, though, we haven't had that real good chance that we've been looking for. What's going on here? If you look at the three goals they scored, okay, the first goal, it gets through Stuart Skinner, but it's a tap-in for Lee behind them. Nobody was there to defend him on a penalty kill. Give him credit. He's in the position. He finds the puck. Two-on-one shorthanded one-timer. Mm. Okay? Sorry. It's pretty tough. But again, it's got five shorthanded goals. And Horvath in the slot. I mean, right down Main Street. Beautiful pass by Nelson. It's a laser that gets through there. He didn't, he didn't hold on. He received a really hard pass, got it away high on the far side. Almost impossible to get across. I mean, if he would have made that save, if he would have got across it on a blocker on Horvath's shot, it would have been the highlight of the game. That's the one we would have used for player of the game because that's the save you just don't see in the NHL. It's almost impossible. But it does happen one in a thousand times that a guy puts a shot in the corner like that, but it didn't happen on this night. Those are good chances, though, is what I'm talking about. Edmonton, what, what was a great chance they had? What was the chance that they had in that game where you go, yeah, that should have been a goal? And I, was, I had to scrape and claw in my mind to kind of find that chance. So you think they're doing the right things because you're funneling a lot of pucks into that area. I do think they can have a heavier presence in front of the net. In the eight-game work streak, they'll say, I was really, um, you know, for me, noticeable how well they went to the front of the net. 
had someone parked there. You demand the attention when you're standing in front of the opposition goaltender. You muck around that area. We saw goals by Kane, by Hyman. Newton Hopkins right in front of that where he batted out of the air. I'm just thinking of a few that I've seen. Drysdale early in the game, bam, he scored right around the net in the scrum. Those are the mucky kind of goals that if it's not going in cleanly for you, you're not making your passing play, sometimes you've got to just put the hard hat on and say, okay, we're skilled enough. But if we go out there and grind, our skills are even going to be better because we're going to make a difficult position. And they've been great at that. They've been really good at that. They got away from them the last few games, I feel. I think you're going to see them get back to that against Jersey tonight. I just think that's what they have to do. On one more of a note, too, Jay, about um, the healthy scratching of Connor Brown, you have, there's an accountability to from a coaching perspective. Yeah. When you have a player that's not producing and you have guys that are saying, I know they only have one four right now that's out in Adam Ernie, but you're moving guys up and down the lineup. Guys that are trying to contribute, doing different things. There's an accountability there that you have to keep up, well, up and well for everybody to understand that if you're not doing what you need to do in the lineup, then you might be. And, uh, you know what, it's unfortunate. You don't like to see it from anybody, but maybe this is the spark he needs. And I'm, I'm kind of thinking that the worm should turn for him with just a little reset. Louis, great stuff, man. We appreciate it. And thanks again for, uh, for offering up uh, your day to go fishing. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. Hey, let's go fishing. All right. Uh, there is uh, Louis DeBrusque, avid outdoorsman, loves hunting. He'll spend hours sitting in a what, – what's the – I don't even know what the proper term is. I'm not a hunter. Uh, you know, when you sit in the tree on your uh, um, piece of wood, I don't even know what it's called. Do you know, Cons? <laughs> I'm not a hunter, but a tree stand? Yeah, I think it's a tree stand. You're that right. could be. Yeah. I've, I've got like, some buddies go out there and. Couldn't remember the name it? of it. So, yeah, he'll, he'll spend hours in the uh, tree stand. He loves fishing. So, uh, Nathan currently has it at, uh, at $1,200. Uh, oh, this is all day. You have your own fishing guide all day. Uh, not Louis, not the guy. Louis like the uh, he's the eye candy, as Strutty likes to say. But uh, Mike from Get Hooked Fishing knows the uh, North Saskatchewan uh, up and down. Also get the uh, catered lunch as well, and it's all day. You'll stop in many different places. You're primarily going to catch walleye and pike and gold eye and sturgeon, but there are 26 different species that you potentially could be catching when you're there with uh, Mike and uh, Louie. It'll be three of you, so uh, basically a group of five, with uh, Mike, your guide, Louie DeBrusque, and uh, three of you full-day fishing on the North Saskatchewan River. All right, uh, Nathan has it currently at uh, 1,200, and uh, we at uh, 500 on the uh, HEPA sterilization air purification system. Obviously, both got to go up to get to uh, face value, but we're off to a good start. Uh, we'll come back. Uh, your rem truck will join us in more on The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 244. Jason Greger, Connor Halley with you. Welcome back. It's the uh, Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. You can always get involved. You can text us 833-401-1440 in our uh, Jiffy Lube inbox. That's also where you can bid on our uh, two packages today for the month of giving. We have our uh, fishing package from Get Hooked Fishing Adventures where uh, you'll have a full day of fishing on the North Saskatchewan River with fishing enthusiasts and, of course, uh, orders, color commentator, color commentator. Louis DeBrusque, you fish all day long, many different spots along the river. Mike, uh, he'll take you. He knows like the back of his hand. He knows all the hot spots to go. Uh, there's catered lunch provided as well. Um, you know, there's going to be 26 different species for you to catch. Primarily, you're probably going to get walleye and pike and gold eye and sturgeon. And uh, he's, Mike says it's best August through October. 
If you want to go at another time, you can, but normally that's the uh, the best time uh, when it's uh, the water clarity is at its finest. So there you go. That's currently at uh, 1,200 with uh, Nathan. And uh, package number two, uh, steel right now at uh, 500 with Mike. It is the uh, HEPA sterilization and UV air purification system supplied and installed by Monomechanical to install it in your house to make sure. Now, uh, what this does is it basically just uh, helps disinfect your air quality in your home. If you want a combined performance of HEPA filtration, UV air purification, and odor removal in one self-contained unit. So it helps reduce odors, viruses, bacteria, helps improve respiratory health. It's a continuous protection against airborne pathogens and helps reduce the symptoms of illness and allergies just because it keeps the air, the air fresher. It's way better. So... Right now, obviously, to bargain at 500. So package number two, 500, package one at uh, 1200. You can text in 833-401-1440. And uh, now we are going to get to the oil report brought to you by VolvoCarsEdmonton.com. Right now, Volvo will pay your first two uh, biweekly payments on any Volvo lease, and you can save an additional $3,500 off when you get an XC60 uh, plug-in hybrid up until the end of this calendar year. So stop in now looking for a car. Hey, maybe there's a, it's a pretty big gift, but you can do it for Christmas. VolvoCarsEdmonton.com. Uh, Tyler Remchuk from Oilers Nation joins us. And uh, Ty, it's probably a, a little bit overdue, but uh, Connor Brown... Uh, you know, at some point, you know, the coach keeps giving guys opportunity, but uh, when you're over in 23 games, uh, you got no goals, you only have one assist, and for whatever reason, uh, when you, when I crunch the numbers, like inner slot shots, he only has seven, and the only guy, if you do on like a per minute basis, uh, would be Ernie, uh, who's uh, who's lower, and Ernie's never playing in the top six. Like that, seven inner slot shots. Sam Gagne, for instance, has twelve. And he's only played 17 games and played mainly on the fourth line. Like, it just illustrates Brown's not scoring because he's not going to the scoring areas. It's a results-driven business. So if you're not scoring, you need to come out. And I like what you said about not going to the right areas. Like, he's been close a couple of times, but the fact that we can sit here and pretty much remember every single time he's been close this year, like there was the two-on-one yesterday, the playoff the post yesterday. There was the chance against Dallas where he just fumbled it in tight. There was the crossbar he hit on that homestand. And I think there was a shorthanded two-on-one as well that he ripped the puck on and, and didn't really come close. Like, yep, you can pretty much remember back to what each of those moments were, which is not good. Um, listen, they need him to turn it around. He was such he was their big off-season addition, right? He was supposed to be this potential 20-goal guy who was going to slide into the top six and fit so well with either McDavid or Dreisaitl, and it just hasn't happened. But the other side of it, though, Greg's is they they're kind of stuck with him to an extent. Like I had people today in the comments of my show being like, just put him on waivers. And honestly, Connor Brown at 750 K because that's all he is this year. He might not make it through waivers. Like you need to remember that that league minimum contract does hold some value this year. So I think they healthy scratch him for tomorrow. Send a message after that. I think they got to keep throwing him out in the top nine and hope he gets going at some point. Yeah, no, you're not going to put him on because there's a lot of people I think that feel, oh, if you get him claimed on waivers, you lose the bonus. No, he's already made his bonuses because it was a 10 game bonus structure. So that's on the order's books, even if he leaves and goes to another team. Um, yeah, it's, he's, he's a league minimum 775. A team would gladly claim him on waivers because they're like the odds of Connor Brown not scoring a goal in his next 23 games are pretty low. So, you know, it's, it's only up for him, but 
you can't just rely on it. He's got to do the things necessary to score goals. And you know, Adam Ernie, as, as Louis DeBrus pointed out, Adam Ernie has been on the ice for more goals uh, this year than Carter Brown has, for goodness sakes. How's that even possible? I, that is a stunning stat because I feel like I haven't noticed Adam Ernie, Adam Ernie have a single good game as an Oiler. So the fact he's been on the ice for that man or for more goals than Brown, yeah, it's it's more damning on Connor Brown, I guess, than a compliment of Adam Ernie, right? Yeah, I actually thought Ernie in his role, I haven't had a real issue with it. Um, I, I you know what, he's he's your thirteenth forward. He comes in when he plays. He's you know what, uh, he's fine. Um, I thought his last game he played actually might have been his best game of the season for the Orders. Now, obviously, he's a fourth line guy. And I don't think he's the answer. I'm not saying that by any stretch. So, um, now I, I saw the lines today, and you know we've had people wondering. Why not go back to try Gagne with Drysaddle and Kane? Now, I know that's switching the lines again, so they're going to stick with the uh, the top six as they were last game, and uh, they're just going to move up uh, uh, Ryan on the uh, on the uh, on the third line. But you know, we saw Sam Gagne with Leon Drysaddle in the last what twelve fourteen minutes yesterday. Like Sam Gagne, we all know the foot speed's not there. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. But the one thing Gagne does is he goes to the scoring areas. And that's kind of why I'm, I, get, I like Sam Gagne on the third line, Greg's Like, to me, we've seen stretches where Evander Kane and Leon Dreisaitl can be offensive drivers for this team. I kind of like that Knobloch's going back to the top line. And, you know, I, I don't know if he's saying this, but it feels like he's going, you know what? Dreisaitl and Kane, figure it out. You two are very good offensive players. There's no reason why you shouldn't be producing at five on five together. And by throwing Gagne on that third line with Ryan McLeod, like I know the fancy numbers are good with Ryan McLeod, but his lack of ability or want to go to the front of the net and to shoot pucks on net is driving me nuts. So mm-hmm. why not just throw Sam Gagne there? That's a guy who goes to the net. That's a guy who, I mean, no one's scared of the physicality Sam Gagne brings, but he at least shows a willingness to engage in physicality and play hard on the forward check. So I'm hoping that Sam Gagne's good habits can maybe rub off on Ryan McLeod a little bit. Like Greg's, there was that play yesterday where McLeod 
cut through the neutral zone, burned a defenseman wide, had a partial breakaway. And if you pause the clip there, you'd go, damn, that's a really good moment for Ryan McLeod. And then you continue it. And instead of taking the shot from almost the same angle Leon Dreisaitl scored, he brought it behind the net. And it's like, oh, like you do so much work to get yourself in a good position. And then you just blow it up by deciding to bring the puck behind the net for some reason. So I'm, I like Gagne on the third line. I don't know if I'd move that yet. I look at um, Ryan McLeod. And to me, there's it's almost like that play you just described. It's it's almost like he's fearful of wanting to go to the net because they might take contact. That's the only other thing I can ex- I can understand, like because his blows by guys and he always accepts to go around the net. He never actually takes it to the net. He goes behind the net way too often. Yeah, I have a guy who I I used to know who scouted in the OHL, and I remember he had some stuff tell me about Evan Bouchard, and he loved him. And then when they were when we were talking about Ryan McLeod in his draft year, he said the reason this guy's not going in the top fifteen is because he doesn't know how to play in the middle of the ice. And this scout said he'll never be a centerman at the NHL level. So granted, he did become a centerman at the NHL level, but we see those tendencies in his game still that were clearly there back in junior, where he does not want to go into the tough areas, into the middle of the ice. The One of the few times he's done it this year was that shift against Carolina, Greggs, where Warren Fogle forechecks hard, knocks his guy off the puck, and Ryan McLeod just goes to the net with his stick down, and boom, that's the only time this year he's beaten a goalie with a shot. So I, I, I'll never understand that with Ryan McLeod, a guy who, I mean, showed so much promise when he first came in, looked like he could be that third-line center who would thrive in a role behind Drysaddle and McDavid, and this year has just felt like such a big step back. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's been, uh, it's been a disappointment for him. I think they, they need more from him. He's another guy who, uh, um, you know, he's basically on the same rate as Brown when it comes to inner slot shots. He only has nine. Now he's, yeah, he misses the net, but when you're missing the net, that's, that's part of finishing. If a goalie allows a bad goal, everyone freaks out on him. Well, if you're in a great scoring chance and you miss the net or you hit the goalie in the chest, it's, it, to me, it's just as egregious. You just ruined a good chance. Right? Like it's oh well he didn't mean to miss the net. Well, do you think the goalie meant to let in the bad goal? Right? It's kind of the same thing for me. Yeah, and that's why I'm starting to get frustrated with people who just go, ah, the Oilers are getting goalied again. And it's oh, like, okay, God. At, at some point when you've been goal goalied, and I'm using air quotes for those listening on the radio, when you've been goalied twelve times in a season, maybe you need to look in the mirror and be like, Oh, we're not actually doing very good with our quality chances. Sure, they'll buzz around the offensive zone, possess the puck get the puck into a good area, but too many times they're throwing it into a goalie's pads. Like I look at that game against Florida. Bobrovsky played good. I, I'm not trying to take anything away from Sergei Bobrovsky, but there was the one play where Bouchard sent a pad pass right to the slot for Fogel, and he hammered it into the bottom 25% of the net. Bobrovsky had his pad there to save. If that puck is shot into the top 60-70% of the net, it's a goal every single time. Matthias Ekholm gets his breakaway. Now, granted, you're not expecting Matthias Ekholm to score on his breakaways all the time, but Bobrovsky like guessed the wrong way when they showed the replay and Ekholm fired it into his, into his pad, like at his knee level. It wasn't even a good look in any way. So I'm sick of the whole, the Oilers are getting goalie because like with McLeod, like with a bunch of other guys, they're just messing up their good opportunities. You can throw expected goals at me all you want, but maybe the Oilers just aren't as good as at finishing as we like to think they might be. It's like you read my uh, intro for my article tomorrow because it's exactly what I talked about. I'm like, the most overused term in Edmonton now is goalied. 
It gets you like if you want to say Vasilevsky did it, I'll agree. That was one of the that's the greatest goaltending before, and they still scored four goals because that's how good he yeah. was in that game. But like when they had forty shots on Scott Wedgwood, and I was like, yeah, but how many of them were actually good quality chances? So it there there's been a lot of those. Uh, I th- I think at times the Oilers. And I know it's, and so the, I, I'm going to preface this by saying I don't know 100% because I'm not in the room after the media leaves, obviously. I look at Devon Taves' reaction last night after Colorado loses the game. And I don't know if you've heard the clip or not. Connor's going to play it. I want, because this is Devon. Now, by the way, this is a team that won the Stanley Cup two years ago. And they're currently, they got 40 points. They're tied for fifth in the NHL. They're doing pretty well. Here's his comments after the game. I mean, it's it's self awareness. We need guys that know, you know, know how to play in our system, how to how to play our game, and, and know what it takes. And uh, we have guys in here. I think we got some guys that think they're playing well, and I think they're kidding themselves at this point. It's it's frustrating to play with, uh, you know, play out there when, when you got guys that think they're playing well and, and they're doing things that you know, you have no idea what play they're going to make or. Guys who are fooling themselves, right? Like the Edmonton Orders are a team that had high expectations. I don't know if I ever recall. Now, Stuart Skinner said it. Hey, I didn't play well. The I find I'm very curious, and I've said this before, if the Oilers' internal standard amongst the players is high enough to win. Because I now maybe they call each other out, and I'm not even – because Devon Taves was very calm. He wasn't yelling. He wasn't screaming. He was just very calm saying, hey, we got guys in here who think they're playing well. They're fooling themselves. So, And that's a team that has 40 points. Right, like the Edmonton Oilers would die to have forty points right now. And after, well, you know, geez, I thought we played well for the. I thought, like, they never ever admit we didn't play well. Drives me up the wall, and I just wonder what their internal level of satisfaction is, and what their internal level of competitiveness is. And that's why I've used the give a you know what meter because it feels like on too many nights this year you sit and watch a period like the second period last night where they just seem to want to kick back and go, ah, you know, let's keep this close and maybe we'll get them in the third period. And then, of course, they go crank it up in the third period and everyone goes, ah, they got goalie. But I was really surprised to hear Taves say that because I I watched the clip on Twitter then immediately went, it, are the Hawks worse than I think they are? And I go to the standings and I'm like, oh, no, tied for first place in the division. But there's an expectation of excellence there. Like, if you are not bringing it, you're going to be held accountable by your teammates. And I don't think we've seen enough of that from the Edmonton Oilers this year. Hell, it took 23 games of Connor Brown not scoring for him to finally be taken out of the lineup. So I, I'm with you, Gregs. It would be nice to see the Oilers come out after and, and be a little bit more pissed off. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Ty, uh, who would you start in goal tomorrow? Skinner again, or Picker? Because one of them is going to go one. Do you go Picker because he beat New Jersey, or do you go with Skinner and then Picker on Friday? It's tough, and I and I know both sides of it, right? On one hand, do you play your number one in the first game because that's when your team's the most rested, and it should be in, in air quotes easier two points. For me, if I'm the Oilers, I'm saying I'm trying to get all four here. I know it's a tall order that you have to go into MSG the next night, second of back-to-backs and win, but I'm going Pickard against New Jersey because they aren't as good of a team. And if your goalie's going to have to steal you one, it's going to be the game against the Rangers. So I want my number one going for that one. I go Pickard night one, Skinner night two. All right. Have a good one, Ty. Uh, it'll be uh, a pretty busy uh, game tomorrow in the show. Uh, orders the nation, I think, uh, understandably frustrated again as after uh, what looked like the orders are waking up, now suddenly they have uh, slid back down. Yeah, they basically erased everything they did with that eight-game heater. It's a shame, but two games before the Christmas break to get back at 500. Thanks, yeah. Rex. Yeah, you bet. Uh, the one advantage for the Empton orders 
is that uh, right now to uh, make the playoff spot, there's still the the second wildcard team is still on pace for less than 90 points. And Arizona was down three nothing, came back last night and won. That's a huge win for them. And uh, they're at 89 points. That's uh, that's what on pace for. There hasn't been much improvement in the wildcard race at all as far as the expectation of what it's going to take to get in. And you would need a lot of teams to really get on a heater for suddenly everybody to be at 95 points to get in. So that's kind of the only saving grace for the Edmonton owners. 259, uh, who is it Wednesday? Uh, we talked about it. So how about this for a resume? Uh, multiple Stanley Cups, an Olympic gold medal, a world championship, a World Cup, Canada Cups. Not bad. Also, over... Uh, Two decade, two and a half decades in the National Hockey League. Pretty good. That'll be our guest next in studio. Uh, after Connor Halley, we'll update you on our uh, month of giving packages. We got some bids. I love it. We'll update you on that. Here's a Conman Sports 1440 update brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Home of the no payments, no interest for one full year on your furnace. Stay warm this week at LegacyHeating.ca. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners or odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.